0: You are listening to The Black Landscape with Andrea Spearman, where Black excellence is always trending. Welcome back. I'm your host, Andrea Spearman, and this is The Black Landscape, where we chat with emerging and established Black leaders here in the San Francisco Bay Area. For new listeners, I am a light-skinned Black woman with my dark brown curly hair and two-strand twists, and they are currently tossing about my head. (laughs) And today I'm wearing black and brown patterned glasses, and we are here with our very special guest, Jasmine K. Robinson. Please describe yourself to our listeners.
1: Hello, everyone. My name is Jasmine Robinson. I am a dark-skinned, medium-billed woman, and uh, with regards to my hair, I have
0: singles, individuals in my head right now. Yeah, and I'm
1: not wearing my glasses.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you have some some special things going on with your braids there in the front. Yes, I have. Um, so I actually dyed my hair and
1: I added this like gold, I don't even know what to call it, rope,
0: um, mm-hmm. just to kind of put some accent in it. Yeah. You know? A little razzle dazzle.
1: Yeah, I, I like to razzle sometimes. It's like right now you can't really tell, but it is actually black and blonde. Okay. Which is what my hair, I dyed my hair black and blonde as well.
0: So Nice. A little over a month ago, I met Jasmine at the Succeed Conference produced by one of our previous guests, Deshaun Campbell. And I saw her boo that said, hella keto. And I was intrigued. As I talked to her that day, I knew that I wanted to bring her story to the podcast and share with you all out there. So Jasmine, introduce yourself and tell us briefly about your background. Like where did you grow up?
1: Awesome. All right. So my name is Jasmine. Again, I am a a social worker, and emotional intelligence coach, and most recently, I put on the hat as a keto coach. I grew up in Oakland, California. I studied at Fresno State. I did my graduate at um, University of Southern California. Um, I returned home where I've been since 2013 at this point. Um, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, and I've decided that I want to share uh, what I learned about myself, my emotional eating and how food is fuel and how it how it is supposed to be used in our bodies with other folks who may have had challenges with maintaining and managing their weight. I have always been a fluffy girl <laughs> and I had gotten really Outside of my comfort zone after having birth to my giving birth to my son, I had reached about 238 pounds. For those of y'all that can't see me, I'm only 5'2. So I was wearing that weight, like I was really round, <laughs> being that that small. Um, and so I was able to successfully remove some of that excess weight by leading a ketogenic lifestyle. And folks who know me, would always come to me for advice and just like, what did you do? And all these different things. And so I decided to, you know, put it in a book. So yeah, that is the, the beginning of my, or how I developed Aikido and I love it.
0: That's wonderful. And you know, let's so let's circle back a little bit. You said you're a social worker. How did you start on that journey? What made you want to get into this, oof, sometimes heart-wrenching profession?
1: Okay. So, I mean, if you believe in just divine intervention um mm-hmm. I, I had no desire actually to be a social worker mm-hmm. i was studying criminology in undergrad um i found that a lot of the classes that i would take as far as electives go would be in the social work field. like i was just very interested in some of these things so i ended up having a minor in sociology by the time i was done with my undergrad it was never my intention it just was like oh you only need one more class to have this be a minor on your, um, so I was like, okay, okay, fine. I'll just do that because, you know, so I have a major in criminology, a minor in sociology. I had the opportunity, a blessing to speak with the chief of probation after being turned down for a job at the probation department. For me, it was very beneficial because it was sharing with me the thing like that I was lacking. I was mm-hmm. super qualified, super educated, fresh out of school, and I was told that my personality meshed better with social services and i was encouraged to apply for social uh, apply for social services um and then like once i was in the county i could just kind of maneuver as i saw fit But mm-hmm. well, once i got over there i loved it and so i continued to elevate within my career i was i'm just a natural like resource service like i'm, I'm a server I, that's what i do so mm. folks you know easy to build rapport with folks easy to find things that that fit what other folks might need um, just being that bridge to a need and a resource. That's kind of just always how I've been. So it, it just fit. So actually, I kind of fell into. It. I did not. I did not go to school for this. I mean, when I went to get my master's, I did go to school. For this. That was intentional, <laughs> right? But, that was intentional. Mm-hmm. But originally, I did not. I did not decide to study social work. I actually didn't even know what a social worker was for a very long time because I didn't have one as a kid. I didn't mm-hmm. know what the job entailed. But I ended up being just the perfect fit. My personality and everything just really meshed well with that. So I've been very successful as a social worker since I've decided to kind of transition into that role.
0: Yes. Black social workers matter. Yes, we do. (laughs) I love it. And see you was on one path and he took you on a little side street like you need to, I'm gonna turn you a little bit. He turned it just a little Mm -hmm. bit. (laughs) Yes. And I love that, you know, that, that serving spirit is upon you. Mm -hmm. and it's it's taking you on this journey from you know social work and learning about criminology and I'm you know that whole system is like we need more black folks more caring hearts such as yours to be in that system and just your engagement for life period thank you so much yeah and you know moving back into the keto for those unfamiliar what is keto
1: I'm glad you asked because so many people do not understand that this is actually not a diet or a fad. It is a lifestyle. So what what it is is that our body goes into a state of ketosis when we're depleted. Um, we, when we deplete carbs, automatically our bodies want to use carbs for fuel, right? When we're, in the absence of carbs, we're able to produce ketones and burn the fat from our bodies for fuel. As we're eating more dietary fat, our body is also using the stored fat on our own bodies to fuel us throughout the day. And that there's so many different benefits. I'm not even gonna like lie, but obviously a lot of people start because of the weight loss. And you will see rapid changes almost instantaneously. I have a 30 day boot camp where I've had folks lose 23 days. I mean 23 pounds in 30 days. I think the least was like 10 pounds, but everybody sees like a drastic change really quickly.
0: Absolutely. And I like that you said it's a lifestyle because there's too many things that you know, especially us as Black folks. People want that that instantaneous, like, "Oh, I'm gonna do like, uh, it's some of those shakes and whatnot," where you got the jalapenos and then, but you you stripping your body of your nutrients. You know, mm-hmm. they going off of TikTok and Instagram fads instead of solid, studied lifestyle changes. Mm-hmm. And you said the catalyst for starting this journey was uh, after your pregnancy, right?
1: Well. I- Actually, no, yes and no, yes and no. So wanting to lose weight was mm-hmm. what happened after I had my son. However, I did not start with keto. I did what everybody does, especially like you said with the immediate gratification thing. I did what everybody did. So I, I tried a B12 shots. I took Panterman. I did a nutritional shake company that I will not you know, identify right. um with <laughs> a meal replacement, a mean, replacement shake. Um and you know, I worked out, I did I mean I did everything. You name it, I tried. Um there's another <laughs> company that sells pills and all those other teas and like you name it, I tried it. And I had minimal or no success on so many different things. Like the work it out without information about the food that you ingest. You're just gonna be strong in fact. Like, you're not going to (laughs) be, like, you just go Sorry, like, you have to know, like, the information is power. And so even though I was consistently in the gym, Mm -hmm. not knowing, right, let's talk about it, like, with no direction and just kind of copying what I see other people do and Googling stuff. And But if you're not changing your dietary needs, like, if you're not addressing the need for a certain amount of protein, the need for or lack of carb, like, you're just going to go in the gym. And build your muscles and then go home and eat the same thing.
0: Like it's you're mm, mm-hmm. just gonna be stronger. It's, just like, <laughs> it's gonna be fat on top of the muscles underneath, right? You know, so um I mean I tried everything
1: and I actually stumbled across the ketogenic uh lifestyle when I was trying to do the whole 30. Now I don't know if anybody's familiar with the whole 30. The whole 30 is a 30-day opportunity for you to eat completely raw whole foods it sounds simple but there are so many processed foods it yeah. was it was much more complicated than i thought so i did it for like two or three days and i was like man, i'm not gonna lie um and i'm not even gonna say i'm a person of convenience because i don't mind cooking i really don't but it was just hard i was like okay so i can't have bacon. i can't like it was just like I, everything the, re- the level of restrictedness was so big for me and mm-hmm. as i continue to do research because i am a very big um, advocate for uh, applied knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. Knowledge is nothing without application. So I'm trying to find more and more That's a word right there. Thank you. <laughs> I'm trying to find more and more information. And as I'm looking, right, YouTube, Google, Facebook groups, whatever, um, whatever was available to me. Um, I stumbled across the keto lifestyle and I said, well, wait a minute, this seemed a little bit more doable. <laughs> so I, I tried, I literally just decided in that moment and I flipped and I was like, oh, I'm not going to hold 30 because I don't think I can finish it, but I think I can do the keto lifestyle. And in my first 30 days, I lost 18 pounds. Hey, I said, I'm, doing th- I'm doing 30 more. I'm, do- I'm doing 30 more. I'm not stopping. <laughs> I love um, it. Yeah. So as they say, the rest is history. I actually never stopped. I never stopped.
0: Yes, yes, ma'am. That switch, that switch hit.
1: Yes, and um, I use that story often when I'm sharing with my clients because I need people to understand that what we're doing is flipping a switch. Literally, Mm -hmm. we're going from heart burners to fat burners. That is different than any other restrictive dietary lifestyle, right? We are Mm -hmm. actually changing the way that our bodies metabolize food and produce energy.
0: Yes, ma'am right now we're going to take a short break to catch up on previous episodes of the black landscape download on apple Podcasts, buzzsprout and google Podcasts. when we come back from the break we'll hear more about how the keto lifestyle transformed jasmine's life the black landscape has some exciting updates coming and we need your help to make it happen We are seeking to hire a transcript editor to make the podcast more accessible to our deaf and hard of hearing audience members. This will serve one of our goals to reach more intersectional black folks in the Blay area. You can help today with a contribution of $50 or a monthly donation of $10. By making this gift, you'll be part of the expansion of this podcast, Contributing to Black Excellence. Can we count on you to help with a one-time gift of $50 or monthly gift of $10? Thank you again so much for listening. You can find the donation link by going to our website, theblacklandscape.bussprout.com, and clicking the heart icon in the top right corner. Also, directly contribute through Cash App or Venmo at DreaMos1. That's D-R-E-A-M-O-S number one. Let's get back to the show. We are back with Hella Keto owner and coach Jasmine Robinson. So Jasmine, as you saw a shift in your own health and healing, what made you decide to share this experience with others? Mm, that's such
1: a beautiful question. So I have been nothing but transparent. And open about my journey, and I had no intentions of being a keto coach. Just FYI, I was sharing with family and friends. I was present online. Folks were like, "What are you doing? Please help me!" And I would, and so I would give them the information because I wasn't trying to sell you anything. I did. I wanted everybody to feel like I felt. I felt great. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, I had. I mean a ridiculous number of inquiries. I had about three people who really took my information and and made drastic changes. They look beautiful. Mm. They feel great. They share a testimony. Um, And then I would have some folks who would ask, ask, ask and make no changes. I'm like, hmm, so what is it that you need? And I started to identify the things that helped me which is why I developed the workbook. So the workbook is not a recipe book. It's not a step-by-step guide or anything like that. I want to be very clear. As I stated before, I am an emotional intelligence consultant. And so I identify things like, tell me about the last thing you were motivated to do that you didn't accomplish. We're going to talk about those barriers so we can remove that from this journey. I ask things like, tell me about your support network. Who are they? How do they support you? And what do you give them permission to hold you accountable for? Mm. Because it's important. And these are things we don't talk about but I know why I was successful. Talk to me about your community. Is there there a space where you're able to have these discussions about the challenges that you're having while you're transitioning, Mm. about the stalls that you're having, about not having fresh ideas and feeling like you're repeating your meals? Is that, oh, because I have a community for you. I've got all these different things that I felt were beneficial and as equally as important as what I was consuming because what I'm consuming is important and everything else. All of the things. So let's talk about socializing. Mm-hmm. How do you go outside with your friends and your peers who are not leading the keto lifestyle and stay true to your beliefs? Mm. How do you process things when people say, so, because there is always naysayers when they're criticizing what you're doing. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Right. So there's just so many different things that I address because I know for a God given fact, it wasn't just what I ate. Mm hmm. It was all these other things. And so when I was talking to people and they were telling me what they couldn't do, I'm like, yes, you can. Like, who? like who's, who says you have to have bread? Who said that? Who taught you that? It's not even a belief you have. It's something somebody else told you. Like, Learn, right, that's learned <laughs> it's, behavior. It's not even, you don't even believe that. Well, tell me what that does. Tell me what sugar does for you. Help me understand that. And why are you so stuck in, the, in this realm of, I can't, I can't, I can't. I had in September, Lord, I love her. I had a client who would tell me she could not do this lifestyle because she had to. She had to have cake. Had to. It was a necessity. She couldn't live without cake. I said, "Ma'am, I want you to stop telling yourself that, because <laughs> it's just not true. You're not. Nothing negative is going to happen if you don't have cake. And there's ways to have it and not have you know all of the carbs associated with standard you know yellow cake, white cake, whatever. So, mm-hmm. anyways." Just as I continued to have conversations with folks, I was like, okay, they don't, it's not just that they don't know what to have, but they also don't have the direction, they don't have the willpower, they need some c- ongoing, consistent, you know, mm-hmm. uh, reminders of what, what is it that we're working towards, right? How badly do you want it? I ask my clients all the time, like, how much do you really want to make a change? How much is, what would happen if you stayed at this level of energy and nothing ever changed? Mm. Imagine what you could accomplish if your energy skyrocketed. Mm. Imagine how you can show up for your children, for your spouse, for whomever, if you felt 100%. If you're drowsy, groggy, grouchy, you know, if you're not feeling your best self, you don't show up as your best self. You don't show up yes. as your best uh, employee. You don't show up as a, as a student well. You don't show up as a mom or a child. Like you just, you know, so just how badly do you want to make a change?
0: Yes. Yes, ma'am. I hear that so often and I've done it for myself that speaking negatively or claiming what I can't do. And I want to eat this and I don't want to stop eating, you know, my favorites. Mm-hmm. So how do you, you know, use your, cause you have, you know, you have the, the, the workbook. How does that match, you know, what are the other services that you're helping people to combat those struggles?
1: Absolutely. Um, so the workbook is just a guide, right? But mm-hmm. if you're able to utilize this tool to transition, that's wonderful. But some people need a little bit more help. So I do offer one-on-one coaching. I offer group coaching, which I call my boot camp. Um, it's a four-week program during which I do instruction once a week on one or you know one level of the ketogenic lifestyle. I also do one-on-one check-ins. You have access to our daily. We call it our carb killer community chat. Um, <laughs> During that community chat, folks are sharing everything. Everything that's our space to be vulnerable, that's mm. our space to be free, right? To really talk about, like, okay, well, I've been stalled y'all. What do I do? I've been doing everything, right? Blah blah blah. blah, blah. Life, my girls are in there killing it. It is well, it, we welcome everyone, but right now we have all women. They are just, they speak daily, they they check in about their gallon of water, they share their meals with one another, just consistently answering questions. So I have people who I've t- coached in June, giving direction to the people I've coached in October, and I tell them all the time, you don't know something until you can teach somebody else, you know? Most recently, I am actually going to launch my self-led digital course where you'll be able to learn everything that I know about the ketogenic lifestyle and how I apply emotional intelligence to be successful at your own pace. So with the, the group coaching, it's week by week by week by week. I have you having commit to yourself, you know, one change that you're going to make that week to get closer to your goal, right? I'm explaining the difference between your overall goal and what commitments you make to reach that goal. I'm I'm holding you personally accountable. Well, with the digital course, you're going to go ahead and and receive the information at your own pace, and you'll be able to Again, get very similar information, but you'll learn it on your own. Um, And the course is cool because it has like little quizzes, you know, making sure that you're checking yourself and you're really paying attention. You're not just playing it in the background, which is still cool, right? But you're not just playing it in the background and not paying attention. You're actually retaining the information and it asks you to kind of answer some questions and identify some
0: keto-friendly meals and it's interactive. So it's fun. Yes. And with that course, do they get to keep it and replay it? Yes. We'll see. There you go. That's super helpful because, you know, even when you are with a group of people or one on one with, you know, a consultant, sometimes you forget those things. If you don't write, if you're not a person who writes things down or Mm -hmm. or or keeps it locked in that way. So that is amazing that you're going to have this course available for folks to replay or keep it going as they're going through these steps with you. Yes, I love that. Yes. Thank you so much for describing like this process of what like one of the clients will go through with you, like having, being able to have that one-on-one, being able to come to the boot camp and have that camaraderie, being able to have that, you know, that check-in group of sharing vulnerability and having safe space. Mm -hmm. This is amazing, blessed work you're doing. I appreciate that. Thank you. Folks have definitely
1: shared that it's been very beneficial for them. And that is all that, that was the goal. Right, just to share what what I learned with other people, because the way that I was feeling when I was amazing, and I want all of my community to feel like that.
0: Yes, yes, I. It truly sounds that you're addressing not only the physical, but the mental and emotional ways mm-hmm. that we concern ourselves with our relationships with food, our relationships with ourselves, and trying to live healthy lives so we can live to be in our 90s and 100s. And I know,
1: you know, I come from a community where access, you know, is a concern, right? Mm -hmm. Access to healthy foods. And I know that um, I come from a culture where we don't know what healthy foods are. (laughs) I I always joke about, you know, just how we eat at Thanksgiving and, and I love, don't get me wrong. I love who I am and where I, I'm from, but I also know that a lot of the, the things that I learned are from past generations. It's not stuff that I learned on my own, you know, and we, we definitely got a way of making some food spread, like spread and stretch, right? To feed the masses. But what do we do to, to make it stretchable, right? We add a whole bunch that have negative effects on our livelihood. Um, and so I re- I recall saying like, well, eating healthy is eating at home, right? Eating healthy mm-hmm. is not in McDonald's. So because I was cooking at home, I thought I was doing something. But I'm <laughs> frying chicken, eating cornbread. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, d- I'm still eating, you know, poorly. But in my head, it's not fast food. So it must be healthy. It's, it's slow, but
0: it's slow food but it's still harmful you know but i didn't i didn't you don't know what you don't know yes yes you don't know what you don't know educated
1: myself i started learning like oh this is horrible (laughs) oh this is bad (laughs) we just got to do better you know and In order for us to make a significant change, again, we have to apply the knowledge that we've discovered thus far. And I know enough to know that sugar has no nutritional value. Like there's just nothing, nothing there for us. It doesn't help us with anything. Completely capable of sustaining healthy whole lives without the excess sugar.
0: Well, Jasmine, thank you so much for sharing this journey, sharing Hella Keto with us. Tell the people where they can find you and learn more.
1: I so appreciate you all having me here today. Um, I'm on all social media platforms under Hella, H-E-L-L-A, Keto, K-E-T-O-9-8. That's going to be Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. And I have a website. It is www.hellaketo.net. And there's so much information. I just did a revamp. So please reach out if you have any questions or concerns. I'm always available. Thank you.
0: Thank all of you out there for listening and supporting another season. This has been another episode of The Black Landscape, where Black excellence is always trending.